0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Space Jams podcast. I am your host, Jim Murphy. And tonight, we're getting intense. I'm waiting for Will to make fun of me. <laughs>
1: that, the, just the gravitas. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, no, everybody, tonight we have a we have a
0: fun episode. We're going to talk a little bit about uh everything. But a little it it revolves around we got a little space law in there. We got some Stuff about voting, democracy, and something that Elon Musk said that is kind of awesome, yet kind of terrifying. So it's, it's exciting stuff. Will, of course, is here with me. Will, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well,
0: and, and, and we're back. I'm glad. I'm glad. Will, of course, today, election day, big day. Yeah. First time I've voted.
1: Same.
0: Yeah, that's huge. How did you feel when you voted?
1: It was surprisingly anticlimactic. I thought I, I had to remind myself. I was like, "Oh, that was that was that was the first time I voted." I, I don't know. It wasn't. A, maybe I sh- I'm spoiled. Maybe I sh- I take it for granted and I shouldn't. Did you write in
0: or did you go in?
1: Uh, I, voted. I voted. I did not write in.
0: I'm sorry, not write in. Did you? Um, did you? Uh, uh, Dropbox voted early. Oh, Dropbox, nice,
1: nice.
0: I tell you what. When I voted, first of all, uh, 76% of the of the 2016 election of the all the numbers has already been accounted for in this election. So we're we're probably going to get over, you know, the we're going to reach as many people for sure that voted in the 2016 election. We've almost already done that before Election Day. So for sure, it's going to get over there. So that's very exciting.
1: More voter participation.
0: More voter participation, yeah, which is awesome. I think that's, if there's anything to look at as a positive (laughs) in this election, it's that uh, there's participation and there's democracy. Yeah. And that was the most exciting thing for me. Um, Because when I sat down and I had my ballot, I sat down, I was thinking about all the astronauts that I was going to write in uh, instead of voting for one of the candidates i was like who, who who what astronaut would i want to be president because i want astronauts to be presidents i think they're just better than us um they know what they're doing they get it together um but it was i was still i sat down with the ballot and i was like oh man this is i have some power here i i, I literally felt a, some a sense of power uh with the ballot in front of me and it was uh it was a very cool feeling and so it was kind of awesome to be part of that uh Part of this great nation uh, and this great republic. Yeah, I will say, I uh,
1: of course you you've got all the propositions and things and other other more regional like uh, the like ordinances before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I spent probably the most time on just the, the actual like thinking. I'm a big thinker, so it took me a while sitting there, standing, thinking about it and, and trying to do a little. Last-minute research, figure out the presidential candidate. But overall, I spent more time on the, the propositions and deciding how I felt about those. And that, where like you know, at a certain point, uh, it depends where you live, how how impactful your your vote for you know president is. But it did. It felt more like I in my local community. I actually had a probably had a greater say than overall. Yeah, I think
0: statistically speaking, you're correct. Um, I thought uh, if we're talking about space uh, and how that relates to the election, uh, I think it's interesting where Bill Nye uh, and the Planetary Society have always said, like, vote for science and saying that you should vote for Biden because of global climate change and how they're going to address that. I think that's a good point. Um, But then I think a lot of people probably forget about trump and his devotion to space as well and so it's a vote for science but a vote for space i think you could go either way big fan of uh fighting climate change i think that's great should definitely work towards that it's also um we just posted on the instagram yesterday um, michael hopkins is going to be the first space force astronaut in space he'll be sworn in on the iss uh in about a month um so that's very cool Or less than a month, less than a month. Um, But yeah, so there's a lot of space on the table. There's science on the table, but it's very interesting. It's all very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, big day. Big day, big day. It's nice to see that um, there's a lot of voter turnout. I really did feel the power. Uh, Very cool thing, though, is... Uh, Kathleen Rubens, who is an American astronaut up in the International Space Station right now, she voted in space. She had her own little ballot box and everything, her own little uh, area where she was able to vote. And it got me thinking of how many people have, like, voted in space and everything. And I couldn't come up with the exact numbers, but this all started in 1997. uh, And David Wolf cast his ballot. Uh, Astronaut David Wolf cast his ballot in space. I thought that was a very cool thing. So not only do we take religion with us to the moon, but we take politics with us to the international space station and democracy. So it's quite, quite interesting, but I thought that was a really cool thing that um, obviously there's absentee ballots that are used all the time for especially military members. And also a lot of college students use them as well. Cause some of them don't live in the States where you know they're registered, um, but also astronauts are using them, and they've been using them when they're in space, which is very cool.
1: i never thought of that.
0: Yeah, I don't think any. I I don't think anyone just thinks of it really, but it's a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I kind of assumed when you were mentioning it, it would be like, oh, this is the first time because of all the exceptional things that are going on right now, but that doesn't make any sense. But it is since nineteen ninety seven, that's very cool. Yeah.
0: So that's awesome. Democracy is great. Hope everyone got out there and voted and everything and all is is well in the world. Um, But speaking of the ISS, I believe it was Monday or yesterday that marked 20 years on board the ISS uh, continuously. So we've had humans in space and on earth for 20 years continuously now. So we have not all been together, but we've all been close together. Uh, they've been in our they've been in low Earth orbit, uh, but we've not all been together for 20 years. And that is a it's a heck of a achievement we have there as a species,
1: I must say. I agree. That, that's it's kind of it's yeah, like it's, a, it's kind of a small margin, but it is still incredible that like we haven't been on the same planet with every single human being alive for 20 years.
0: Yeah, I think it's awesome. And there's been some, you know, 550-ish astronauts in space. I think about half of those, a little probably more than half of those, uh, have been uh, in space and doing things related to the International Space Station. I always say the International Space Station is like the greatest international cooperation that we have, uh, you know, in our in our world or right outside of our world, I suppose. Uh, But I think it's fantastic how we, right now we have two, we have two cosmonauts up there and we have one astronaut being Kathleen Rubens. And uh, we just brought back Chris Cassidy, who's the uh, Navy SEAL. And he was up there for a long time. He was up there for almost a year, I believe. But it's, it's awesome that that's been going on for, 20 years and it all started with the uh the expedition one uh way back way back and they were they had like three different places they could live in. there was only three modules of the iss built and they had to live within those those confines for you know extended period of time
1: one question that come to mind you said the first vote from space was well at least in, in the united states was Nineteen ninety seven. So that's that's twenty-three years from now or before today, right? Or presumably sometime like that. So what what was happening between then? Were there was was there a time that the ISS was up there but vacant?
0: Yeah, probably there was definitely a, a time when the International Space Station was, you know, vacant, I'm sure. You know, they were putting pieces up there with the shuttle and everything. Uh, moving stuff around, but the the first ballot was actually cast um, in the Muir station uh, with the Russians and everything. So the the Russian mirror station, which has been uh, described as like a couple of buses kind of just tethered <laughs> together in space by by a NASA astronaut. They said it was quite terrifying <laughs> to be in there. It's already terrifying to be in space, kind of uh, from what. Thomas David Jones has talked to us about, uh, you know, the, it's you, yeah. the glass, and then that space. So uh, there's a lot of joking around and a lot of not thinking about that other part.
1: Now I'm imagining like a, a reaper. You know those buses that have the the bendy joints in the center. That's kind <laughs> of picture. One of those just sent up into space. That's that's not at all giving enough credit to the um, yeah no space program. <laughs> that's what
0: but now I am imagining that bus in just a continuous drift
1: yeah yeah
0: the earth yes shaking yeah i'm sure it's better than that though
1: yeah i hope so yeah
0: a lot of cool stuff um that went on this weekend actually uh we also had a we had a blue moon on halloween and you kind of brought that to my attention i wasn't paying attention to the moon uh and you told me that there was a blue moon and that's pretty hype
1: i uh i think it was two days before halloween i just kind of i i came out side and i looked at the moon it was like one of those where you know where you can look at it and you see it it's like it's it's close but you kind of just get a an inclination that's not quite full yeah. was like i wonder i wonder if it's waxing or waning and then i kind of dropped it but as you say, it turned out to be a full moon on Halloween. That was that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that hasn't happened in seventy six years. Really, really, a, a full, a, a
1: blue moon on Halloween. Uh, okay, so yeah. a full moon, some some shorter amount of time, a blue moon. That's still very cool. Yeah, that's cool. No, I thought it was great. It was very Halloween looking. Like there was a where where I am, the clouds kind of were were uh, obscuring the moon for times, and it was quite eerie
0: wonderful and i also i did some research on the on a blue moon and i was like you know it's, it's not really blue uh but it started off as a collo a colloquial saying uh to mean something that would never happen and then as astronomers you know we did more and more things <clears throat> research in space they they understood that uh well it, it it's rare um so you might not want to say things that you really mean uh in a blue moon because it's not true you know if if you say you're gonna marry this woman you know when when the moon's blue well then years years, like two and a half years and then you're yeah you, you might have a problem there uh so yeah but blue moon and they also said it's not blue although there has been times when it has been bluish and greenish but only when there's a great amount of atmospheric disturbance usually caused by ash. But we have had a lot of fires. So maybe it looked a little blue to you
1: over there in Pasadena? We can make believe that that was true. And that would be yeah. quite that's a quite good story. I mean, true. not really a good story. It's kind of depressing or, or concerning. But, but still, it makes for a silver lining of sorts, maybe?
0: Yeah. You know what, I just thought of what well, the, would the ISS probably has an incredible view
1: of those fires? I'm not sure what, I, I don't, I, I've not heard much about what they look like from space. Like, I think the, the fires in Australia uh, months ago now, was it? Mm. They, I think they were supposedly quite a, a spectacle from at least, you know, above the ground. But I don't know, California, I'm not sure. I honestly don't know. Mm. They're visible from space
0: yeah good point i know that the i know that in the daytime you can see that you know they they use satellites and things to track the yeah the smoke and everything and the debris kind of from that and they use the satellites for all those types of weather
1: situations and things so i was told told by someone uh who lives in connecticut that like there was kind of like basically the smoke from california caused like fog all the way over there in the northeast and I was I was surprised by that, but I, mean, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. But that was kind yeah. of cool. You didn't you didn't experience anything like that, did you? No. Huh. You mean like yeah. a little fog ish? Well, like I, I there was some kind of apparently there was there was some kind of weather disturbance on the east coast caused by there rural.
0: was there was the the moon was distorted. The sun and the moon were distorted when it was. Yeah, yeah, and it was a, that you
1: noticed or that you heard
0: about no i noticed it because it it looked more the sun and moon both looked fuzzy in the sky and it wasn't it wasn't clouds necessarily and it was it looked strange but also looked kind of cool and we i i remembered that the fires were going on and everything and uh, i i looked it up and that's what was happening
1: i didn't actually there were days where the sun was like thoroughly obscured and like orange because of the smoke but yeah, well, you're at, over
0: there you're in it you know yes
1: at that time I, it was actively like there was kind of ash falling once in a while but i didn't look at the moon I didn't, maybe it was not bright enough to break through at those times but mm. anyway, i don't know yeah
0: well enough about the moon because my favorite thing that's happened this week besides greatest amount of democracy is a uh a, how should we a less amount of democracy um, in which Elon Musk says, Elon Musk and SpaceX have both come out and said that SpaceX will make its own laws on Mars when they get there. Uh, and there's no Earth-based government has authority or sovereignty over Martian activities. That's, that's scary. It's, it is a little scary, but it's also kind of awesome. But will you know? I've been preaching. I've been preaching for a while now. We we gotta we gotta get an episode about space law. And I know we're you know today is just a little. It's a little. What we'll call it an info blast, a a, a cosmic info blast. That's what we'll call this episode. This type of episode. It's gonna be a little shorter. We get a bunch of things in there that we enjoy. It's almost like a hebdominal happenings extended. I like that a lot. Yeah, but. We'll get an episode about space law and everything. But one of the big things right now is that we have these, you know, we have moon agreement and we have the outer space treaty and these things that say no nation can lay claim to, uh, you know, property in space. That's being challenged with asteroid mining and things like that. And now uh, my question has always been, you know, who, who can tell him what to do when he's there? It's going to take the police. It's going to take the Space Force nine months to get there, plus the time to get a rocket ready. You know, wh- wh- what are they going to do? You know, How can they actually argue this? It-
1: well, I mean, we have laws that, like, even though there's not uh, some kind of enforcement branch present, right, we follow laws on Earth, but I get what you're saying, like, from a certain standpoint, there's nothing to stop him from doing things on Mars other than acknowledgement of those rules, if, if indeed he acknowledges them. But I don't know. I feel like I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like what, I'm not sure if I think he should be beholden to, I mean, to any laws for people that are not there and maybe have no intention of going there. I'm not sure. Is it up to SpaceX? Is SpaceX suddenly going to be governing, like serving a governing role in that arena? It
0: would appear so. Yes. I mean, they're, they said they're going to make their own laws. They didn't say they're going to make their own rules. You know, that seems as though they're, they're, I mean, the corporate structure of, yeah a company is kind of treats it's it's kind of like a a government itself but that's why i said you know it's not so much democracy because you know they can do whatever they want and if you're on mars and you're under the the jurisdiction of spacex then you're you're gonna have to deal with spacex doesn't matter if you were born you know in america they're gonna have to come up with something the point the reason why we need to have an episode about space law and essentially international law is because of this exact thing we need to you know it's got to be out there we have to start working on this because we need we need laws we need a government system we need something that permeates space and other planets and things like that because we're not well equipped to handle this situation that we're almost facing right here so it's quite interesting well you know what
1: strikes me so two things come to mind first so I don't forget, either. first, um, I just immediately think of, like, when similar uh, undertakings have, have occurred, the one I'm most familiar with would kind of be colonization of, of North America, where, like, you know, charter companies were sent and funded by a, you know, a government. And so they were kind of subject to, I'm not exactly sure how it worked, but, like, there were differences. They weren't treated 100 percent the same as if they were in England, at least in the case of you know, English trade companies, essentially, right? There were there were legal differences there. And then the other thing that comes to mind is um I forgot it and I said I wasn't gonna forget it. Uh oh, I think they, like with United States law, as I understand it, like there's the constitution applies to any. Person, any place in the United States, right? That, that's how it works. That's supposed to be the underlying, like, legal foundation. But a, a state's laws, I think, I think often state's laws are not supposed to, but they kind of come into conflict with constitutional law. Again, I may be misrepresenting how it actually works, but at times that, that occurs, and so we can't quite keep it consistent on earth in very, very, like, you know, heavily governed areas, so I'm not sure exactly how consistent we're going to be able to be when we're off-earth, like, basically pioneer-type landscapes, you know? Yeah, well,
0: I think if you think about the the more local you get, the less that, the the, the, the closer you are to your enforcement, the... The greater chance of that government of those rules being followed, and in international law, it's essentially just, you know, if participation, it's 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 compliance. Uh, you know, if, if we if we want to do something, we're going to do it. Uh, who's going to stop us? And I think that's Elon Musk's that's his mindset right now. I mean, who is going to stop me from doing these things? And a big thing with him right now is. You know, in if it came down to like a uh, like a agreement, like a, a between a SpaceX and a customer um, having to do with Mars and everything, if they had a dispute over a contract, the jurisdiction would not be under the United States or under California or a, or a state or something. It would be under SpaceX, and they would just they would just dominate that arena because they are the jurisdiction. So they, they'd be a company that also owned the courts, essentially. Oh, weird. Yeah, that would be weird. But also, I, I mean, he might be a really weird guy, Elon Musk, but I'd rather have him be the president right now than anyone else. Honestly, you know, if he wants to go to Mars and make a, you know, if he wants to make a city, he's a doer, he gets stuff done. And I think that there's something to that. I think he's, you know, I, I, I let him do it.
1: I'd say, well, so first of all, wait, Elon Musk being president, I'm not sure. I disagree with you. I'm not sure I agree with you. But one thing I'm sure of is I'm not um, willing to. I'm not willing to commit to saying I'd rather he be president than anyone else I can think of.
0: Oh no, I, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, it, the the two yeah, then, that we are involved.
1: Yeah, uh, but. i'm not sure if you had a if there was a question i was responding to but something that's floating around as i as i think about this, this is like most of the stuff we talk about with space law is like these these establishments these international laws like no one can lay claim to rocks in space or anything off earth and it's like okay great but i'm not worried about elon musk laying claim to something on mars honestly like it's not like I was going to do that, right? I'm, that matters to someone. It doesn't quite matter to me, right? It doesn't get me where I live. But what I think of and what I hear nothing of is like like human rights in space. What, that I, I, I don't hear anything about that. And it's not like it's... I don't know. Like the thought I had when you were talking about international law is like, generally, I feel though governments agree to these these laws because it's like beneficial for everyone to do so right and so generally I'm not sure why it would benefit Elon Musk to to ignore human rights in space it's kind of like a big publicity thing at some point we're in his position and that wouldn't be good for publicity right it would hurt him in in more ways than one there's always but like, that doesn't mean doesn't mean you just say, oh, there's no, there's no chance Elon Musk would, would take advantage of any people in space if there were people to take advantage of in space, right? That's true. I'm, I'm rambling now, but I don't know. It's a thought that I don't hear anything about. And I kind of... That's the kind of... Those are the laws that you need, right? You need those laws to protect people in space from being wronged, you know, deeply. Well,
0: I think the the... System we have set up right now with the United Nations has come up with the the human rights, uh, you yeah, know. So the uh, yes human rights endowed by the United Nations, and <laughs> you know.
1: <I'm> sorry, that <laughs> human rights endowed by the United Nations. So. I mean,
0: you know, people say inalienable rights, or you know, there's no such thing as rights. Yeah. You know, that's all just a facade. That's a beautiful thing to say. You know, but it's just not true. You, anyone could take your rights away. Uh, we just, you know. That's a
1: good thing. Not that a, that's a good thing, thing, but that's hurt, life. But yes. Uh,
0: so. And I think uh, you're talking about human rights in space, and I do agree with you. It would it would go against him uh, in a business, in a business, you know, from a business standpoint to, to go <laughs> against human rights. Uh, but I also think, like, NASA there's there, there's a human rights situation when they go to mars like one of the things they have to be able to send astronauts safely to mars and yeah so there's they do think about them as people in that sense uh so that's definitely in the conversation i think the big thing with elon musk right now is well one he could take away your your rights i suppose once you're on mars it's going to take somebody a while to stop him um But I think a lot of people are focusing on what he will do um, monetarily, um, you know, what he will do with the business and how no one will be able to stop him. He'll, uh, he'll have a monopoly over a planet essentially.
1: Yeah. I think to clarify what I was saying, like I brought it up, not because I think, Oh, it's very likely that Elon Musk will, will uh, violate human rights. And like that in space, I'm just saying like, the the fact is there's fewer people to to enforce or to to keep someone from doing that in space if we're getting away from elon musk but um yeah i just think it's uh at some point like what is he supposed to is he supposed to stop and like wait for everyone to be able to get to mars before he's going to do anything there because that's kind of what it feels like at times it's like you can't you can't have that because we don't we can't go there yet we, we haven't gotten that technology yet it's like okay well that's not really his problem he got there and again i i want to stop talking about elon musk specifically but like if you can get there then it seems c- counterintuitive to say well now you have to wait to do anything because other people can't get there because like whole countries can't get there this is not i guess it's a large scale issue of you know if I have the means, then yeah. And that's not like, that's not a very savory, it's an unsavory sentiment, but
0: yeah. I mean, if I have, you know, if, if, if I wanted to, I could, you know, I could try to swim to the bottom of the Marianas trench. I mean, <laughs> am I, I don't know if I'm allowed or who tells me who gives you permission for that. I mean, yeah, you, I don't, I don't know. do it. Uh, and I think that's a good point. Cause I believe it's international waters. Uh, I, I, I mean, you know, in the United States, I suppose suicide is illegal, you know, but I'm going to swim down there and see what happens, Uh, I guess, you know, who's, who's can stop me. And that's the big question. And that's why I think as a world, you know, and you're right, you know, what's going to happen. He's going to be the first one there. He's going to do something. And then we're going to come up with the laws because we're not going to be the people, you know, we're not going to be good enough to where we're like, okay, we have time to figure this out. We're going to we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do this after the fact. And that's just a terrible plan. And I think, you know, it might be a terrible plan, but it might be all we have, because it's tough to make laws for things in the future that, you know, it's like, there's like four people in space right now, three or four people in space, and we're gonna make an entire legal system for the solar system. You know, it, it doesn't seem that necessary,
1: but I think it's important. Well, the other thing and I hate to to say it in the in the context of this conversation, but it occurs to me like well, I, I heard this I kinda w I need convincing that it would be so terrible to not have a legal system in place. But like what is he going to do that's going to be so reprehensible on Mars? I,
0: I don't know, but I think what comes to mind, and you know, we're running out of time for our for our jamboree here. Yeah. Um, but what I do think um Sarah Blunt said that she did not love the word colonization. She preferred exploration. Mm -hmm. And I think if you look at history and you look at a lot of my interest in space has come from history and the exploration of the world and the colonization of the world or, you know, the imperial powers of the world. Um, They're all it's very interesting history. Uh, And I think that's part of the thing. Cause once you get to Mars and you start, you start becoming interplanetary, you think of it as, you know, like different countries and worlds and things like that. And there's different kinds of peoples and no matter what Mars will have its own culture, you know, it, whether it's very similar to ours or not, it, it will have its own culture. Uh, it will change and there'll be differences. Um, I think it's, it's an interesting thing to focus on. I'm not sure exactly how it could go. It could go wrong in the fact that we could see like slavery in space. We could see human rights being violated in space and things like that. We could see war, you know, where there's people, there's conflict. I think all those things need to be taken into account. Um, And that's why we need to have this set up beforehand or at least get talking about it on a, on a, well, maybe they are talking about it, but you know, me, a lowly Jersey Mike's employee, I haven't heard anything about it. But I, I understand why that might be the case. I
1: think uh, one final note I have is like, I, 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 I'm kind of imagining it in the sense of an outpost in the Arctic, kind of like um, you guys were talking about in your interview with astronaut Jones, right? Is um, that? Can you refer? Is that uh, whatever you know to Thomas Jones? Um, like a, like an outpost in the Arctic, right? Where not much interesting is going to happen. But if if you instead think of it like Total Recall, where we have civilizations, and this is like basically a a city is being exploited or something for you know Earth's interests, or, or maybe it's the you know, I'm not sure what's happening in Total Recall, but people live there, and at that level. You can't start making laws and like you, you have to have that ready. So I think you're right in that respect. It's it's not about the polar, the Arctic outpost, it's about the the possible cities that could, you know, crop up.
0: Yeah, it's too late. And I think you see that with colonization, where you know there's already people there, and then we show up, and then now we have now, you know, our laws don't apply to them and their laws don't apply to us, and we have this this conflict and the more powerful you know, entity in the conversation generally wins and the less powerful it it's not that they I mean they lose, you know, it's not real, it's 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 not super close, you know, uh yeah. in, in most things. It's not good. Um but that's you know that's what history has taught us. But will this was a fantastic jam cosmic jam sesh figure out a name for it. Cham Jam. Cham, space Chams. Cham Jam.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: We'll figure it out. But Will, this was, <laughs> was fantastic. Everyone, we hope you got out there and voted. Democracy. Happy to live in America. It's a fabulous place. Brought us to the moon.
1: <laughs> yes. Huh? Unless, well, there's a large international audience, of course.
0: Oh, Can't yes. There is a large international audience. I'm pretty sure it's it's spam of some kind, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, of course for everyone else. I hope, you know, you didn't vote in America because I don't know if you're allowed to, but uh, please follow us on Instagram. Um, Donate to us, of course, at anchor. Um, I could use, you know, some free Chipotle. Um, (laughs) It'd be fantastic. And ever will, it's been fantastic talking to you. Same to you, pal. Thanks, man. And everybody, remember to keep looking up.